Hi, and welcome to Ask the Pastor, a segment of the West Hills podcast where you have the opportunity to ask or receive biblical answers on your questions from our lead pastor, Will Duvall. Today's question is, what did we learn in 2020? Well, welcome back to all of our faithful Ask the Pastor listeners. I want to uh, acknowledge the fact that obviously we have uh, taken quite a hiatus here um, since really the fall. Um, just gotten incredibly busy there, uh, gearing up in the holiday season and uh, now getting into the new year. But you know, one of my New Year's resolutions, at least, uh, you know, professionally as, as your pastor, is to get back to this podcast. I think um, I think it's uh, it's important, and I know many of you have expressed your, your gratitude for uh, my um, desire to, to just be able to share some thoughts weekly with you um, on more topical issues outside of the the expository sermon time. And so uh, I want to kick off the uh, new year in the right way. And I want to uh, do that this particular week by um, uh, kind of draw, helping us maybe put a bow on uh, last year and draw um, 2020 to a close with some uh, reflections on uh, what we learned in 2020. So that's kind of our, our uh, ask the pastor question for this week is what did we learn in 2020? You know, what did, what did 2020 teach us? And I also want to start by just acknowledging that I'm recording this on Thursday, January 7th, the day after one of the most alarming days uh, that our nation has seen, I think in a really, really long time when uh, Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building, and uh, so uh, I am not r- going to re- reply to that um, specifically here. I- I'll touch on that uh, this Sunday in my sermon, um, so I hope you can join us for that. But I um, I-, I-, I think uh, it's important for us before the opportunity gets away to to spend some time reflecting on 2020. So. Uh, you know, I preached way back in June on 11 lessons that COVID-19 taught us um, already at that point, three months into it. But that was that was seven months ago now, and, and it was specific to COVID-19 as well. And the coronavirus was, of course, the biggest news of 2020, but it certainly wasn't the only event for Christians to grapple with. Um, and so, I, again, I, I just want us to think about what concluding lessons have we uh, gleaned from this this crazy year that has been 2020? Um, and so I'll just give you four four quick ones. Number one, Christ Church is unshakable. Uh, we know that this is true because Jesus Himself promised that He would build His church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Um, we are. Getting into, as I mentioned, a new sermon series this uh, Sunday called Church Under Fire. And uh, one of the things I want to do in the sort of intro to the very first message on Sunday is um, let you know what you don't need to be worried about me touching on in this sermon series, which is the idea that that the church faces some sort of existential threat. Um, There are real threats to the church, but None of them are existential threats. Like the, the church isn't going anywhere because Jesus promised us that the gates of hell wouldn't prevail. Now the gates of hell will come against it. And God knows that they have in 2020, like like few years 
before that any of us have lived through. Um, and yet, you know, even with the church being under fire, the flaming, uh, flaming darts of the enemy, um, Christ has already promised that he will protect and prevail. Um, and I think that we have seen that promise and that protection, um, like few years before here at West Hills, you know, and in the midst of everything going on, uh, when churches truly all around us were closing their doors in record record numbers, um, uh, just really alarming. Um, we have celebrated uh, truthfully one of the biggest growth years probably in, in recent history in the, in, in the history of our church. Um, you know, we've got people coming to West Hills uh, from all over. We've got people that are already, those of you already at West Hills, that are that are telling us that you're growing like crazy right now um, through through what God is doing in, in the world. And so God is building his church, and the church is, is unshakable. Now, um, in the midst of that, though, we need to recognize, number two, that as individual believers, we are not. <laughs> we are not unshakable. I think that was a, a lesson that any of us who is going to take an honest, hard look in the mirror here at the end of 2020 has to admit that, you know, our, our faith often falters and probably more so, I would suspect, for most of us in 2020 than in most years. Um, you know, we, we are, our faith often falters through those uh, tough times. And 2020, again, if we're going to be just honest about it and not, not try and dress it up. It, it was a very hard year for many of us. Um, you know, I, I can say that and I feel like I was spared. I mean, 2020 was a, a wonderful year in the life of our family and in, in, in so many ways. And yet it was also very difficult. And, uh, I think, I think if we look back, um, an honest assessment, we'll, we'll have to admit that, you know, we're often, even as believers, we're quick to grumble, you know, we're, we're, uh, quick to, to grumble instead of express gratitude. We're quick to complain um, instead of, uh, you know, celebrate and, and praise the Lord. Uh, you know, most of us, frankly, too, are, I think, are, are softies. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay some of the very real hurt and suffering that, that we've ex- experienced, individuals in our churches at least have experienced in this year. But for a lot of us, a lot of the time, I think we're softies. You know, we, we, we talk about the the greatest generation and, you know, some of our, our, our prior uh, grandparents and great-grandparents and folks who lived through, you know, the Spanish flu and World War One and World War Two and the Great Depression and, and all these things. And, you know, some of them, we're blessed at West Hills to still have some of them with us. And, you know, they, they just kind of keep on trucking because, you know, they get it. I mean, life is tough and, um, you know, you don't, you don't just, you know, just lay, lay down and roll over. Um, you know, God gives us the the strength and the faith and the perseverance to, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going and, uh, not, not by pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, but the tough get going to God. You know, we, we realize that we're we're not tough enough, and so we need the, the strength that only God can give us, and so we need to go to Him. And so, you know, it's true that faith is is built through hardship, as they say, but it's even more so, I think, true that faith is tested through it, and that's why you want to build faith proactively before you get into a season of of real hardship and difficulty. Um, so that you're able to weather those storms uh, when they inevitably come, 
you know, I think of the analogy of like faith being like a muscle. I mean, it's, it's true that you build muscle by, you know, trying to lift that, uh, power wheels that fell off the, you know, thing onto your kid. And now you're trying to, you know, keep your kid from being crushed by their own toy or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, that's going to build muscle, but man, how much better to, to go and work out and lift and and be in shape so that (laughs) when that, that comes along, you're able to actually more effectively, uh, have the muscle that you need to, to, to complete the task. And I feel like 2020 has been one of those things where, you know, we we're, we're, we're getting kind of crushed under the the weight of something right now. And it's like, we're, we're finding out, you know, who has the faith to, to endure it. And, um, and it's a good, hard, honest look in the mirror for a lot of us. So, um, within that, I think we need to, to take that look in the mirror as a church collectively too, not just West Hills, but kind of the capital C church, um, in this country. And I think if we do that and, and take an honest assessment, my number three kind of takeaway from 2020 is, um, we really do need one another more than ever now. When we go through things like um, the year that we've just had, we we need the church more than ever. We need one another, and and yet I think we also need to honestly admit that we really have a lot of work to do in the capital C church as far as our unity goes and our being there for one another. You know, I'm preparing for this Sunday's message and reading John 17 uh, that we're going to be preaching on and. Um, Jesus says, you know, one of his last prayers to God the Father before, you know, he, he goes to the cross is he, he prays that all his followers may be one, just as he is one with God. And um, now it's true that, that we as Christians can only be one, can only be unified insofar as we are centering around the gospel. Um, and unity is only possible to the extent that we have something to unify around. So the gospel has got to be the glue that holds us together as his church. And yet, you know, if you want to try and find a unifying theme or thread to this past year, um, to me, it was the fact that 2020 was a year when Satan seemingly threw just about everything he had at the unity of the church. I mean, that was all of his flaming darts were sort of aligned um, and, and, and targeting the unity of the church. You know, you can start with the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Is it real? Is it a threat? How much of a threat is it? How much of our freedom should we give up uh, to, to match that threat, to meet that threat? How, how do we practically respond as a church uh, to the, the, the threat of COVID? You know, should we wear a mask or not? Should we meet or not? Should we follow the government? government ordinances or not should you know we've should i personally choose to be there with the gathered church or not um and you know i i think that even at west hills we've not been immune from this i i know i'm very sensitive to this and feel the weight of this 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 potential threat um of of something like a a a church split almost you know churches in the past would split over your worship style preferences contemporary and so you know we'll have the contemporary service at nine o'clock and the traditional service at at, at eight o'clock before it or whatever and um you know i i i'm sensitive to this this temptation of of really the the church splitting along the lines of 
a, a, a virtual church and an in-person church. And we don't want to, we don't want to do that. You know, we, we, we want to all be one church at West Hills and, and we're committed to remaining unified as one church. Um, and yet, you know, it, it does sometimes feel like this growing divide and that's, that's, that's scary. And so we, that's something that we need to, to be, uh, really cognizant of as a church. Then you pile on to that, the threat of COVID-19, you pile on to that, the racial unrest, uh, with the George Floyd, um, uh, death over the summer and, and everything, you know, coming, coming out of that with Black Lives Matter and everything else, you know, and, 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 and the threat to the church. Is race real or is it just a made up unhelpful concept that we all just need to get past? Is systemic racism real? If so, how do we address it as Christians? How do we respond to some of the responses that the world has to offer to r- race, like critical race theory? You know, these have been huge debates in the church. Uh, just in the past year that have frankly caused huge rifts in many churches. Um, and yet it's not good enough to just ignore it. You know, the, the answer is not to ignore it. And so um, one of the things we want to do with this sermon series coming up, use this as another plug for that church under fire is to address some of those things head on. And then, uh, you know, to top it all, all off, you know, if COVID and, and racial unrest weren't enough, then we had the election in November. How should Christians vote? Should we vote at all? Can a Christian in good conscience vote for either of these two candidates? And uh, obviously, we are still dealing with the aftermath of the election, uh, as we saw visibly, powerfully yesterday in really divisive ways, not only as a nation, but within the church. Um, you know, politics has has the ability to divide the church like few other things and it's and it's scary and it's something that we again need to just be really honest but 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 confront head on I think as a church and so with all that said you know uh, obviously I think 2020 we all know is 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 a year for the the history books and thank God it is uh, in in the past and and in 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 history and yet you know we don't want to waste um, an opportunity uh, to to learn and grow as God wants us to, and um, and so I want to end. You know, I know we we could we could sort of have this this um, feeling that 2020 was just uh, such a, a a dumpster fire that um, we all want to just forget it and, and and wake up and feel like it never happened or something like that. I think that would be a missed opportunity. And so, you know, my last fourth big takeaway. I think for us, lesson that I learned in 2020 to end us on a positive note is that God is still sovereign. You know, that's the thing that we, we really as believers have to cling to, need to, to keep our eyes fixed on throughout uh, all of this and, and really any difficult uh, situations that, that are going to um, come, the storms of life, is that God is still sovereign. God doesn't leave his throne. God doesn't, uh, he's not surprised by anything going on. In fact, God ordained um, 2020 to be the year that it was. And, um, he, he has his reasons for it. I know I personally feel like I've already been able to see glimpses of, of so many things that God was, was doing in our midst in 2020. Again, not just as a church at West Hills and, and all the ways that he's grown us, uh, not just selfishly for me as a, as a, as an individual, but trying to really zoom out and see the forest for the trees. God is moving in powerful ways right now. And I have to believe that it's to draw people to him. God wants to use um, all of, of, of these hurts and these, these growing pains and, and all of it to, to point people to him. 
and to remove all these false hopes of the, the fleeting sinking sand circumstances of this world and um, to really challenge us about where our hope ultimately lies. Because one of the things that we've learned nothing else, it's that if our hope is in anything other than him, uh, we're going to be left sorely disappointed and, and utterly despairing and hopeless. So my prayer for uh, us as a church, for, for anyone listening to this podcast would be that if God has taught you anything in 2020, it's that uh, he is your only hope, your only um, joy and, uh, and, and all that you have um, in this life and in the life to come to cling to in the most ultimate eternal sense. But he is more than enough. And and, uh, I can't wait to see how God is going to continue to work in the good and the uh, tough situations of 2021 to continue to teach us these same lessons and even more to his glory. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Ask the Pastor. Remember that you can ask your questions each week at the info bar at West Hills or by submitting them online through our website at westhillsstl.org. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. And thanks for listening.